and uh, welcome to the uh, Carers Link Lowdown podcast. And uh, joining me, as as always, is uh, Katie. And this week, Katie, we've got um, a really brilliant topic. We have, yes. We've got um, Sam Hassan's come on from the Community Service Volunteers. And I think it's something that people will really enjoy hearing about. And hopefully people will be able to actually use the services that the volunteers offer um, when they, they hear the wide range of stuff that they do. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a it's a really useful podcast we're doing this week. Absolutely. And so um, welcome, uh, Sam, to, to the to the Gators Link uh, podcast. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Happy to be here and tell you all about our services. Absolutely. And and I suppose we, we, we always start off with a wee bit of an introduction. So um um so tell us a wee bit about who is who is Sam Hassan? Um I am just a resident of the local area. I live in Bearstein. I have done for the last twenty odd years, uh, sorry, thirty odd years, forgetting what age I am. Um and um I just really gotten involved with the voluntary sector since we went into a lockdown in the first time round. Um, I just wanted to help out in the community. We have an ageing population, so I just thought that there was people out there who couldn't get out, couldn't get about as much as I could. Um, so I just wanted to offer my services while I was working from home. And that, that kind of leads us into the first question, doesn't it, Katie, is it, uh, about why why did the service start? What 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 was the need? So so how did, I mean, you're, you're a volunteer. How, how did you get involved and how did all the other people get involved and how did it kind of morph into the service that, that you now can provide? So basically, um, as I say, I was always interested in volunteering. So when the pandemic first hit back in March, I was part of a Bearstein Facebook group and someone very kindly in on that group said, look, why don't we start um, a voluntary sector here where we can offer our services. People have been told to stay home. Um, people can't get out to the shops. People are too scared to go to the shops. Why don't we see if we can help them? Uh, this was really informal and it all started off on Facebook. Um, I put my name down because I was obviously interested in that kind of thing. I, I felt I, I could go out to the shops, uh, to the supermarket. I could walk to the supermarket quite close to me and I could help local people collect prescriptions, etc. I had the elderly parents and they were in that situation. They live in those then as well. And I knew that I'd, I'd be doing that for them. Um, so we started off like that in March. That went on for a couple of months. Um, where we got, it was a WhatsApp group, and what happened was that we got um, requests coming in saying, is anyone available to pick up a prescription, etc. I did a few of those um, between March and June. Then we started to come out of lockdown in June, and it lightened up. There wasn't as much happening. But I came across a post uh, from, I think it was from um, Edva, on the Facebook group for Bears Den on Get Home My Guy, and they were looking for volunteers. So I applied, um, and it was Lorraine Moyer who got in touch with me, and she explained what the role was. It was um, described as admin, and now to me, admin was somebody who's going to sit and do um, databases. I work in computing, so I thought, oh, that's fine. I can sit and put in people's de details on a database. You know, I can do that. I can make up spreadsheets. I can do that. It's not a problem, you know, because I knew I'd still be working from home. It turned out it wasn't quite what I envisaged it to be. Um, it was admin as in, you know, administrator uh, 
the community group. So they, Edva, I think, were keen on taking over from the informal group and making it all formal, um, which is where we came in. So Lorraine had three of us who had applied at that time. She put the three of us together and she, we got a lot of guidance throughout. And she told us what was expected of us. It was going to be a proper group. The volunteers were going to um, you know, be approved. They were all going to have the disclosures, etc., cetera, um, in place. So between June and I think it took a couple of months anyway to get ourselves set up. Um, and since then, I've been involved um, basically helping to coordinate the group. So there are... There are about five admins now who work on it. Um, and we've got, um, I think we have got about 50 volunteers. Um, and we've got about 200 clients who have touched base with us and used us for one thing or another um, to date. There's a huge number of volunteers. What what kind of people are volunteering? Is, is it all people who are working at home yes. or...? No, it's, it's all age groups, basically. We have we have a lot of older people who volunteer who are retired um, and they are able to go out and help. They've been, they've been absolutely fabulous. We've got younger people. You know, we've got school children still volunteering. Obviously, they're older school children. We have them volunteering with us. Um, as long as they can get a disclosure, 16 and over. Um, we've got the younger ones, you know, they started off really early. They were involved in the previous group that I was involved in as well. And so they've stayed um, as part of the, the group. Um, so we've got one girl and she has become a one-to-one um, befriender with one of our clients. She makes a weekly befriending call. And if that lady needs any shopping, she does all the shopping for her as well. She's done phone top-ups for her, etc. So, you know, to this lady, um, this girl is a lifeline. So we've got a number of people at the older client, uh, the older volunteers that we have. Obviously, they're you know not working from home, so they they are so handy for us. If we just say we've got a request in for a prescription, boom, you know they're they're away getting a prescription for us, and it's amazing. It's really good because we have people who are employed as well, and they can only help when they're available. You mentioned you mentioned um, prescriptions, but I'm just wondering, just for the benefit of those who are listening. Um, what other services and things that do you offer? So we offer a collection of prescriptions. We shop for our clients. We do transport. So the kind of transport we have offered and people have taken us up on is uh, driving clients to vaccination centres, for instance. Um, and I know Ed are pushing for that to get volunteers in, but we do have a couple of people who have already done that. We have even this morning, somebody taking um, one of our um, clients to a doctor's appointment, for instance. So transport's there. Gardening's a big one. Um, we have, we seem to have just, you know, it's snowballed. Um, we have also um, painted and decorated a elderly, I don't know, he was disabled, a disabled gentleman's house for him. And he was given a house by the council and it was in a terrible state and he's disabled, he doesn't have anyone. So he was actually going to decline the house and because he couldn't live in it. So someone put him in touch with us and a group of us all took it in turns. He wasn't in the house at the point, so it was empty, so there's no, no worries about you know social distancing, etc. Um, so we went in in pairs and they 
you know, painted his house and that took about a week for us to do that. It's really good to hear that, Sam, because one of one of my roles within Carers Link is, is to cover the, the Opal Helpline, which is how people can get in contact. They can obviously contact you directly, but they can also call the Opal Helpline. But it was me that took the call from that gentleman, the first call right. from him. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really it's really good to to hear the how it's all gone and, and, and everything that happened. Because he was really quite, he was very stressed when he called yeah. up the first time because, you know, he had no way of decorating mm-hmm. this this house which he'd been given which he wanted to move to um, and it was a so, lovely little flat you know I mean I helped paint it you know and um, don't yeah. tell anyone here because you know I don't do the painting here <laughs> <laughs> but I've wanted that wallpaper changed for a while but <laughs> and you know the other thing that I can say with, with my opal hat on is that you know before the volunteers came into 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 being we used to get calls from people looking for help with their gardening, and it is especially now this time of year as everything starts to grow. And there was nothing we could do. We could offer mm-hmm. the, the, the council's care, um, care of garden scheme, which doesn't really do very much, or yeah. we could send them a list of, of private gardeners and encourage them to claim attendance allowance because they were going to have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it, from from our point of view, it's 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 a gap that's been there for so long it's really wonderful that the volunteers are able to, to step mm-hmm. in and, and, and take up that, that mantle. I don't know if you know about the lady whose garden we're doing just now. We're involved with a really um, messy garden. It's completely overgrown. And again, the lady was worried that her neighbours were complaining to uh, the police about her, you know, and to the council about her. Um, and um, she was very stressed about it. She has a neighbour helping her and their neighbour was really stressed about it. So they got in touch with us and that's been about three weeks now. It's so far it's taken for cutting back brambles, high hedges, bushes, you know, and the team is involved. We've got about six of our volunteers. They're up there even today um, cutting back. Um, and it's it's almost to some state of acceptability. Um, you know, even the disposal of all that garden waste. You know, we, we had to think about hiring a skip, but luckily we didn't have to do that. The council uh, van did come round and we could put everything into it. Um, so the gardeners there have been exceptional. You know, uh-huh. we've been lucky with the weather the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think that woman is so relieved. But we see the gardening um, escalating over the next few months, definitely. Yeah, from from my experience with, with Opal over previous years, I I imagine that will definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because also yeah. the, the the council's care of garden scheme hasn't run for the last year, so you know yeah. <laughs> there will be a lot of hedges in in dire need of mm-hmm. cutting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've applied for a, um, a a fund, and we're hoping to hear back to see whether we've been successful, and we just need some equipment, you know, to carry this forward. Um, mm-hmm. So things like a petrol lawnmower, for instance, um, you know, hedge trip. People are using their own equipment right now. So we are waiting to hear. So if anyone's listening, they've got a spare petrol lawnmower, get in touch. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, this service has been, you know, been running during the pandemic and, and, and COVID. And what are some of the challenges been that you've had to overcome and how did you overcome them? Mm-hmm. Mainly the um, the challenges that we felt were because, you know, things like um, social distancing, we couldn't go into people's houses. 
Um, we have some really elderly people who are using us for shopping, for instance. Um, and, you know, I mean, we just leave it on the doorstep rather than taking it into their houses and then they have to carry them into their houses, etc. So um, all we can do is leave them there, but put them into smaller bags so that they can carry the bags, you know, in, in smaller amounts. One of the things that's in my head is, is the transport, because obviously... Um that's an issue in terms of keeping the volunteers safe and, and the people that they're giving a, a lift to. So, yeah. so what kind of things do you have to do there? Yeah, so our volunteers are offered um, PPE. Um, we have a little um, fund that we can give them money, um, pay for their PPE. Um, obviously, they make sure we tell them to make sure that the, the um, passenger sits in the back and not with them. Windows down, face masks on. Um we just tell them straight up, do not volunteer to do any of this if you feel uncomfortable at any point. Um, and also, like, when we were in that flat, for instance, we made sure all the windows were open and there was no more than two of us in the flat at any one time. Um, we also have a gentleman who wants to go um, shopping. He needs somebody to accompany him, um, but we're not going to be travelling in the same car. We're not going to pick him up at his house, for instance, you know, which would be ideal for him. We're going to ask him to meet us at the supermarket. And that's simply because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything we do, there's always someone on saying, mm, are we allowed to do that? You know, um, so, yeah, we're completely aware of everything. You know, we leave it on the doorstep. We don't go into people's houses and um, prescriptions as well. We're asked to leave it on the doorstep and step back. We wait till the person comes to the door and picks up the prescription. So there's no immediate hand-to-hand contact there. Money-wise as well, we don't. Uh, we try not to take cash initially, but it gets harder. You know, um, older people tend to deal with cash, um, so they wanted to pay us. But we have um, money cards in supermarkets which means that we, our volunteers, can go in, they can get the money card, they can pay for the items, they can take the receipt back to the, cl- the client, and then the client can pay a cheque directly into our community group's bank account. Yeah, because I know that's that's one of the questions I often get asked when people first contact and they're, and they're looking for, for help with their shopping, you know, it's often how do I pay? And how have, how have volunteers been coping with the restrictions? Volunteers have been um, really good. We did notice that some of them backed off a little bit um, when the, the strains sort of were talked about, you know, uh, rather than having instant replies from this four or five of them just apply all, all of a sudden, you know, as soon as you post it on. We found that was, you know, reeled in. And we kind of thought, why is that? And of course it was when we spoke to them, they did say, well, you know, they've said that there's a more virulent strain out there and just being a wee bit more careful. And that's absolutely fine because we always find someone who's willing to do it, you know. Um, So some of the volunteers did tend to step back ever so slightly with going into supermarkets. So we have one gentleman, for instance, and he he, he cares for his wife um, and he's not willing to go into supermarkets, but he is willing to pick up prescriptions for us. He just feels a wee bit safer doing that because there's more people in the supermarkets, etc. So, you know, in terms of volunteers, you obviously 50 is, is a good number, but are you still looking for volunteers if there's people out there who yeah, would like to volunteer? Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for new volunteers. Um, 
there's always lots and lots of jobs to do. We're, um, like I say, the garden is going to be increasing over the summer months. You know, um, we still envisage having to do the shops. The befriending calls are a big thing. Um, we're planning on um, advertising a lot more. So yes, we would. We're always happy to take on new volunteers. Always looking for them because people's um, situation changes. So we may have a bank of fifty right now, but you know we, we're, we're moving forward and we'll be going back to work soon. You know, even myself, I'll not be working from home forever because of my type of job, um, teaching a college. So I can't be doing that from home. Um, you know, in the future, so I'd have to scale back ever so slightly from daily admin um, and our other admins as well. They they work. So, yes, we'd always want new volunteers to be helping. And if somebody's listening and interested, how do they go about becoming a volunteer? Well, they can either contact us um, at the G61, G62 Community Response Team. We're on Facebook. Um, they can also um, get, get us through um, EDVA, who are constantly looking for volunteers. Um, we also have our adverts in the community magazine. We try to do that on a monthly basis if we can afford it that month. And in that leaflet, it says as well, so this is this is what we offer. There's also, if you're interested in volunteer, please contact us. And just to say, EDVA stands for Eastern Bartonshire Voluntary Action. It's for those yeah. that don't know. <laughs> and, and we'll put all the contact details in, in the show notes so that if anyone does want to get in touch, we'll put the Facebook address and, and all the rest of it so that people can get and in touch. And also if anyone knows anyone who could do with our support, then it'd be ideal if we could let them know how to contact you. Yeah, we'll put the the Opal Helpline number in there as well, which I can actually say off the top of my head, which is 0141 438. Oh, no. I've forgotten it. Get it right, Katie. 438 2347. 0141 438 2347. Do know what it is, really. We'll put everything in the show notes anyway. So, Sam, that's been fantastic. And we're coming to the end. Uh, now you'll be properly relieved, um, but uh, just on a more personal note, how, how have you how have you coped with the the pandemic? What's your what's your secret to staying sane? I'm not sane. <laughs> 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 it's um, basically just to take each day at a time um, to you know look for that light at the end of the tunnel because it's definitely coming, um, and just to keep in contact with people really. You know, that really does help and to get out and just say hello to people as you go out a walk, etc. And this volunteer group has been a godsend um, in helping, you know, distract from what else is going on in your life um, to help other people. So when you're helping other people, you do feel good about yourself. And to know that we are offering that service does make me feel quite proud. Absolutely. You should be proud. I mean, I get so many people saying that they, how much they appreciate the service and how much of a lifeline it is for them. And, and I mean, they say it to me and I'm thinking all I'm doing on the Opal Helpline is I'm just taking your, your details and passing them on. It's not me that's doing the work, it's the volunteers. And, the, you know, on a personal level for me, I have huge respect for the volunteers and I have, I don't think we could have got through the pandemic without them. So, so well done yeah. to every single one of them. Yeah, they've been amazing for us. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, Sam, that, that's us um, for, for this week. And thank you very much for joining us and, and taking the time out. And, um, and we wish you well and, uh, and continued, continued success. And, uh, and hopefully maybe 
maybe this podcast will go some way to to help provide more volunteers or more awareness of of what you've been doing. I think one thing to mention, John, is is that Sam obviously is from the G sixty one G sixty two volunteers. They're also volunteers that cover the whole of the rest of Eastern Bartonshire, um, and we'll put their their contact details in as well. So there's there's a group for G sixty four and there's a group for G sixty six. So there's lots of volunteers out there. Okay, Sam. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, Katie, um, that was good. That was a good wee interview. Yeah, yeah, that was. And ho- hopefully, people will understand more about what the service is and how they can get involved, either as someone receiving the services or or providing the services. And I, and I, and I think that you know, um, people obviously obviously focus a lot on the. Um, the difficulties with a pandemic and stuff, but actually, I'm, I'm always amazed at just the the, the, the how people have have um, risen to the challenges and and you know all sorts of different people um, who are doing who are doing and 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 it's not just big things as well. It's maybe small things. I know everyone kind of thinks of of you know that chap that raised many millions for the NHS, but it's also the other people just picking up prescriptions or. Or doing mm-hmm. something just neighbourly, which is I think is fantastic. Yeah, congratulations to all of them. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Katie, that's that's it for this week, and uh, and uh, we are hoping to um, do something next week. <laughs> we've yes, got a spring we are. banter. We're to do something fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a bit about that. What we're going to do. Well, we're hoping as the the, the sun is starting to shine and the uh, things are starting to grow. Uh, we are hoping to do an office banter on spring cleaning. So we will do a shout out to see if anyone's got any spring cleaning tips they want to share or any questions they want answered. And John is the expert, I can tell you. He will be answering all those questions. <laughs> uh, dear, you haven't seen my bedroom. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> so uh, that, that's, that'll be fun. That'll be fun, and and the banter ones we've had uh, uh, through the year have been quite good. So, uh, so uh, listen out for that one. So, uh, okay, um, Katie, thanks very much, and uh, thanks again to to Sam, and um, and uh, we'll see everyone, uh, or we'll hear from hear with hear with everyone this time next next more well, two weeks time, um, two weeks and time. yeah. So, all, and again, all the information and contact stuff will be in the, the show notes. So, with that. Goodbye. Goodbye.